Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm Paul Rozeski. Today is Wednesday, the 9th of August, 2023. We have a lot of ground to cover today, so no sponsor message today or idle chit-chat about how I watched in person the Brewers lose in spectacular fashion with the most epic bullpen meltdown in years. Not going to go there. Today, let's just jump right into some news together. And as a heads up, today's theme is all about being a problem solver. So let's start with Friday. Governor Evers took action on 18 bills passed in the legislature. Four of the vetoed bills proposed changes to unemployment insurance. Now, just to make sure we're on the same page, to get a weekly unemployment check, someone that's unemployed must submit three job applications and other than not getting paid to do work or a side hustle, that's essentially the requirement. So one of the bills proposed to change that. It would have employers report when an applicant declined an interview, didn't respond to a request for interview, didn't show for the interview without trying to reschedule, or decline available work. The intention appears to put accountability on each step of the process instead of just applications, which would help fix the problem of people ghosting interviews, which is a consistent frustration of employers that are actively hiring. One company told me they'll conduct phone interviews before they schedule an in-person interview as the next step. They'll confirm the interviews the night before by phone between 6 and 8 p.m. in the evening, and people will still no show, no call, 9 a.m. the next morning. And hey, I'll play devil's advocate. You can make an argument that in the email era of spam filters, missing a request to interview may be strict. And the consequence of getting one of the weekly dollar amounts taken back after the fact will be messy for everyone involved. But overall, this looks like a missed opportunity to pivot, identify a weakness in the process, refine procedures to improve efficiency, adjust the system to address an issue, and be a problem solver. All right, moving on, and to the governor's credit, he acknowledges the workforce challenges a few days later in a press release. The thing that doesn't give me hope on actually accomplishing results and solving problems is that the ideas are things he already put out there in his state budget proposal, but the legislature took out. Before we look at the plan, from his own press release, it's pointed out that the state's $7 billion projected surplus is now a $4 billion projected surplus after his use of line item vetoes in the budget. His proposal would spend all $4 billion of those dollars. So the proposals would target the dollars towards workforce in child care, health care, and teaching, as well as introducing his family paid leave medical program. And one thing that we'll be digging into, investing in higher education. So, also from his press release, I'll summarize the numbers, but grab a pen if you want to play along. The UW system has 160,000 full and part-time students annually enrolled. 
the technical college system has 270,000 full and part-time enrolled students. The UW will get $9 million for financial aid grants, and the technical college system will get $3.5 million. Seems disproportional. Next, the biggest dollar amount in the education spending is $197 million for the engineering building project at UW-Madison, quote, enabling the state's flagship university to graduate at least 1,000 more engineering students each year, unquote. I have to say, at no point have I heard that in the next 10 years, our economy is facing a critical shortage of engineers. If you still have that pen and paper, you could probably jot down a pretty substantial list of those other shortages by the end of the podcast. One last thing to point out is this insight that I've cobbled together from wise people in and around the Capitol confirming and expanding on what I think I've seen. There was a lot of political rhetoric during the last budget process, but behind the scenes, the key leadership on both sides didn't let that stand in the way of being problem solvers and getting a deal done to make sure Milwaukee and its mess of a budget didn't deteriorate into Detroit. Behind the scenes, there had to be communication between the governor's office and legislators to create a bill that Evers would be willing to sign that would address the declining reading scores in our grade schools. Again, being problem solvers. Unfortunately, it feels like two steps forward and one step back when the governor calls for a special session of the legislature. Why? We all know they've never responded to this in the past. Hopefully both sides can remember what worked, continue to look past the political rhetoric and behind the scenes, continue to be problem solvers. On that note, have a great problem solving second half of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join.